Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up? It's your girl Tamara, aka Girl from Harlem. And this is Ray Daniels, aka the Culture Referee. And this is the God Show. Bo, 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 bo. Y'all can make noise. Dre, you can clap, nigga. Yeah. You're too cool to clap, nigga. Yeah. Niggas be here acting like they want to clap. Better do a your one. Let me be posting behind the scenes. I'm at the God Show. Check me out. Nah, when you say clap, it's the biggest yeah, show, bro. Yeah, the biggest. And today we have the young legend, uh, someone who I actually manage, who I just think is brilliant. And I had That's to so ask sweet. him to be on the show because he's the only guy that comes around. And you know how I feel like I know a lot of stuff, Tamir? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I feel like I do too. When it comes to certain generations, I learn from this guy right here. Mm-hmm. Everybody give it up for Digital Nas. Woo! Now Dre clap. Now Dre clap. Ain't that... Welcome to the show, Nas, Man, the young legend. Pleasure. Thank you for having uh, me. Let's go, Tamira. All right, so I know you started off underground. Um, who was one of the first major artists you worked with, and how did you get in contact with them? I was like 13. 13? Um, oh, wow. First, young legend. First first major artist I ever worked with, was it was, it was like SoundCloud major. Mm-hmm. It was major to me. It was like Xavier Wolf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris Travis and Bones. Yeah, so how'd you get in contact with those people? Sending them beats through like email, uh, email. Um, I don't even think Instagram. I think it just came out around that time. I was sending them beats through email and Twitter. How would you find their email addresses? <sighs> He's like a little young genius. Yeah. I, I was searching for it mm. like a lot. Now it's just like it. now it's just like the Puff Daddy of SoundCloud. Yeah, I found it. That's how the, that's how young rappers describe him. He's like. The guy, he, yeah, I've been SoundCloud on SoundCloud rapper. I've he been on is SoundCloud. the king. He has been, put them all on. He we knows was, them all. We was on SoundCloud when nobody. I remember. I remember um, introducing SoundCloud to to Yachty. Oh wow! That's tell how us early. about it. Yeah, tell yeah. us about that. Like I remember, like um, people were dropping music on YouTube in this place called Spinrilla. I remember Spinrilla. And then like I was like, "Yo, do you guys know about SoundCloud?" And then that's when. SoundCloud started really popping like 2015, 2016. So what's the biggest difference between releasing music on SoundCloud and releasing music on YouTube? Um, YouTube is obviously more complex in a sense because you have to have a video. And if you don't have a video, it's like you got to have a picture with the audio behind the picture. With SoundCloud, it's just like, oh, you have an audio file, you just upload it. So it's a lot easier in terms of like putting it together. If you could decide, if you could describe a SoundCloud rapper, 
what would you say? What is a SoundCloud rapper compared um, to regular rappers? I guess a SoundCloud rapper is like someone who kind of like I, I honestly, this is probably one of the hardest questions I ever had in my life. Uh, I gotta think about this one. I don't want to disrespect nobody. <laughs> uh, I feel like SoundCloud rappers like more so like they want it now. Like they don't want to wait on like two mm. weeks for the for the um, for the streaming services to accept their music and stuff like that. Mm. Okay. I feel like SoundCloud kids are like the kids that are like Fuck. they just recorded the song and they want to put it out right now. Oh wow! I, I, yeah, that's a, good that's way a SoundCloud describe. rapper. That's a good way yeah. to describe them. Because with streaming, it's like you, you could want to put it out right now, but it's not going to come out right now. Yeah. It's going to come out like two, three days. Yeah. SoundCloud, you can press the button, it's up right there. Yep, exactly. Shit. All right, that was, that was something I that didn't was, know, so I, thank I, you. I'm yeah. t- I, when I'm trying to tell y'all, when I want to understand certain things, I'm going to hit Nas, because Nas could break it down. In the but way it's vice versa, can. too, because Ray, he know, he know stuff I don't understand, so it's vice versa. <laughs> All right, sure. so just... Going off of that, what's the biggest thing you've learned from Ray? And what's the biggest thing you've learned from Digital Nine? I don't even know where to start. Like the way he the way Ray explains stuff, sometimes it makes me feel like, why didn't I ever get it this way? <laughs> like, but yeah, like I I can't even like I guess you could say like with Ray, it's like I learned so many like life lessons that have nothing to do with music. Just but, like life in general. And what I learned from Nas, Nas is the first person to teach me that, you know, I always say like music is like WWF now, like wrestling. Nas was the first person to teach me like rappers create characters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I come from the era where you had to be yourself, your mm-hmm. authentic self. So Nas is the first person to teach me like, you know, a rapper is going to think about his hairstyle and how it matches the brand and how it matches the music and how it all comes together. And he taught me like rappers are creating characters now. And I never, I kind of took that and ran with it, but yeah, he's the first person to teach me that. That's, that's dope. So, um, Naz, I'm going to ask you, what's something that you know now that you wish you knew when you started? Um, I wish I knew, man, it's a lot. What I know now that I wish I knew when I started was, would be, these questions are really good questions. What would Nas today say to 18-year-old Nas um, right now as he's entering the business based on what you know? Like, what would you say to him? You can go talk to 18-year-old Nas. What are you going to say to him? uh, Can I I curse her in here or no? Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I guess you could say, like, women and, like, like, oh, what I can't, I don't know how to articulate it, but I'm going to try. Like, I feel like if I knew the way I was, if I treated this how I treat the way I kind of go about engaging with women, I think I would have succeeded a lot better. I want to know a little bit more. I'm about looking. That. I'm, this motherfucker is wise. Okay. Yeah. So like, you mean like if you if you approach? Okay, because Ray always says, "Don't just fuck them." Like you got to be in a relationship. If I approached the the what I naturally right? massage relationship. If I approached what I naturally knew, what I was naturally already doing, if I approached that in the music, I think it would have made it a lot a lot easier. 
like, what you look at me for? Um, okay. So, <laughs> He's wise. Give me some background about where you came from and how that influences how you make music and how you navigate through the game. So I went to, I'm from this place called Gwinnett County. So okay. I went to, um, I went to, actually went to three high schools during my high school career. I went to Brookwood High School, South Gwinnett, and Grayson High School where I met my other manager, Dre, over there. He was a, uh, he teaches the, the the music, music program. program at Grayson. So, so uh, Big Dre. But well, he it only is. five foot three. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so just coming up in Gwinnett, it's, more, it's predom- predominantly like, uh, I guess you could say, like, it's the suburbs. So it's like that shaped, like, my music taste, what I was around, the people I was around. Um, very sheltered. My mom... Sheltered shout us like mom, crazy. Shout out to his mom. So it's like, I grew up very sheltered, to be honest. And it shaped, like, the way um, I feel like I create, to be honest. When you say suburbs, are yeah. you saying, like, white suburbs or black suburbs? It's black now. Okay. But, uh Which is, no, I love that. So but, the dynamic of your high schools, because you went to a few, were yeah. they mostly oh, black high school kids or white high school kids? Um. So, Brookwood, if you know Brookwood, you know that's all, like, I don't know about now, but when I went, it was predominantly white. Grayson, what would you say Grayson was? Three, half, half and half. South Gwinnett is all, all the kids from New York, New Jersey that moved to Atlanta, that's where they. Which school did you feel the most comfortable at? South Gwinnett, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, South Gwinnett. I wonder why. But anyway, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go there like I usually do. So well, No, nah, let's go there. Oh, okay. So well, she, Okay, go okay, there. No, no. We I was ready. Her. I threw the phone we down. Nah. No, no, yeah. I'm go not. There, go there. I said, when, is this releasing during Black History Month? Because I said during, well, I, I was going to behave. Yeah, it should be. Let's so go. Should I behave or should I not? Let's go. That's the question. All right, because you know what? Me and Ray got in this argument one mm. day, and I tried to tell him, sending your black children to a predominantly white school is not the flex you think it is because they're going to feel out of place at some point. I agree. Man, what? Go to hell. Man. I went to Banneker High School. It was 99.9% black. I, I, when I was in New York, see, this is why I'm glad I'm going to give a history lesson yeah. right now. Yeah, you got this is why I love Atlanta so much. When I lived in New York, it was half and half. It was a lot of black kids, a lot of white kids, a lot of Spanish kids. It was everything in one school. And then I came to Atlanta, and everybody was black, from the teacher to the principal to the janitor to every student. And that was the first time I ever experienced that. So I'm for being uh, going to a school with people that look like you. That's the majority. I'm all for that. I'm going to deal with you later. But how did... Did you feel, all right, so you said you felt more comfortable being at the high school that had more black kids, right? Did your creativity yeah. be able to grow there? Did you pull inspiration from that? Like, what changed for you personally and music-wise? I felt less, yeah, and I'm, I'm going to just keep it 100 and raw because I feel like that's the best way to be. I felt less inferior. Mm-hmm. Like, when I went to an all-white school, it kind of was like I felt a little inferior because they would crack, they would do the racist jokes in front mm-hmm. of me what? and feel comfortable mm-hmm. doing yes. it because I'm outnumbered. And then you can't, you can't act offended, like the, 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 the nigga. The mad black group. man. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I never thought about that. I dealt with that a lot. And, you know, and uh, my first girlfriends were white, so I would go over to their house. And then they're, they're, this was a real thing. Like, the racist jokes, that's not a game. That's... This is serious. 
The, I know it's kids that go through this. Like, that's watching this right now. That's like, oh, my God, someone finally can stand up for us. Tamara's leg is shaking under the table. Because I was that kid. I would be the awkward kid that's having to deal with the racist black jokes and, and seeing, like, the entire family laugh while I had to sit there, like, awkward. So well, you know what? That brings me to a really good question. Yeah. How do you feel about, all right, so music is kind of this even level playing ground. That's where we should all, no matter what your race is, what you look like, yeah. should all be able to enjoy it and, like, connect with it no matter what. How do you feel about other races when they're singing rap songs, saying the word nigga? Nah, that can't go down. Right. They got to kind of, so what do they, should nah, they bleep that, it? Like, do you check your just, friends? How I does that like go? I feel like that's common sense. Like, if you do that, you're doing it for a reaction. And it, they, that's their past to say the word. Sometimes they try to use it as like, oh, well, you guys said it and it's part of the song. So, you know, it's okay. But if you're in those live situations. That's not cool. That's kind of. Racist. Did you feel comfortable, like, saying, bro, you can't say that word? Or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always check no, people. No, I'll stand up. He'll stand up. Guys. No, I'll, I'll, I check love that. I'll, ch I'll check him. But he's like, when it's like the not, when they're not saying that word and it's like the joke, mm -hmm. it's not much you can really do. Because right. then you're going to just look irritated and mad. And that's what they want. Mm -hmm. So you can't, sometimes you can't give people what they want. And I learned that at a young age, so. Yeah, so one of the things yeah. that you had mentioned to me or that I know you like to talk about is building your own universe. So tell me exactly what that means and explain it to me a little bit more. I feel like a lot of the times we get so caught up in, in being consumed by someone else's universe, not realizing that they built that universe. You're in their universe. Mm -hmm. Like, it'll be some times where people will ask me if I know an artist and I won't know him, and they'll be like, what? You don't know him? And I was just like, are you that? Surprised that I'm not consumed in someone else's universe? Mm, mm. That's a good way to look at that's it. That's fire. Yeah, that's like I'm right kind of tapped into my universe. That's a bar. So how do you stay focused and not let outside <sighs> things come into your universe? Create every single day. It That's what it turned into me. I don't take no days off no more. I feel like as a creative, if you're building a universe, because that's really what you're essentially doing. That's what essentially I feel like we're all doing. We're like many universes in this big universe. And I feel like, I feel like if you're a creative, especially, like, you're pulling from the library of ideas. So if you're not putting yourself in a position to be able to pull from that idea and lay it down, or even, like, sometimes even on the voice memo, I feel like you're selling yourself short, and that idea will be passed on to someone else who's prepared for it. So I feel like the way I stay in my universe is by creating it every day. Every day I make music. Can I ask a question? Cause you you on this black history. And I tried to switch. No, no, it's okay. So Nas, so Nas, you're a producer, yeah. and you're an artist. Mm -hmm. Who do you model yourself after, production wise? And it doesn't have to be sounds as much as it could be. You're really tapped into a whole lot of different shit. Like mm -hmm. who do you model yourself after, production wise, and who do you model yourself after, artist wise, and how do you separate the two? Um. Honestly, I don't separate anything. What I've started to, what I've learned to start doing is kind of make everything one. I think when you start separating stuff, it can cause a lot of um un unneeded confusion. Mm -hmm. Cuz I feel like if you're just you, you're just the guy that does do that and that and that and that. But when you try to separate it, it's like, do I wear this hat today? Do I wear that hat today? It's like, nigga, just wear one hat. And that's the hat. The hat got all the hats mixed into one. But but it's like, I feel like it's who I would model myself after. I was heavily influenced by Pharrell and and Ye. And I already tapped in with one of them. So now I got to go tap in with the other. And you already know who the other is. Of course. So hopefully that happens this year. I want to tap in with Pharrell. 
Okay, yeah, so I was going to ask you, um, what is the favorite project that you ever worked on? Uh, down to two. Which none of us heard. Yeah, because he didn't put it out. <laughs> he didn't put it out. Yeah, you got to put it out. Nah, yeah, but yeah. Please, I think yeah, can you drop that for Ray, please? Because he, he waiting on number two. No, nah, I'm not. Nah, I'm, down to one is good for me. I'm right. good. <laughs> good. I want to okay. hit down to two, My, too. But down yeah. to two was the better. I feel like that was a better project. It dropped on Stem Player Unfinished, but I feel like that was the, in my opinion, I felt like that was the better one. So definitely I would have wow. to say down to two. How does music being le- leaked and coming out um, prematurely, how does that affect the overall um, project? I feel like it affects the excitement. Mm-hmm. Because when you hear it, it's like even when it drops, you go, what you going to fake like you ain't hear it? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. Yeah, you want to hear that final. You want to hear it, yeah. Nas has a very, he had, New York is very important to his career. Yeah. Tell me about that, Nas. You didn't know that? Yeah, I love New York. Man, like, New York, I felt like that was when I got my first taste of, like, the music industry in a way. Because I was, like, going into these buildings, going into these offices. Like, Who you was up there with? She, she would appreciate that. Man, who was I up there with? Who was up there with? You moved up with ASAP, right? Yeah, I was up there with Rocky. I was actually, it's crazy, crazy story. I was sleeping on Rocky's couch in like 2016 he didn't even know who i was he walks in the house he's like who is it? he's like bro i thought you was asap p on the boards first thing he ever said to me like i'm, <laughs> I'm sleeping on his couch he walks in and sees me and he just doesn't know who i am he just lets me sleep there oh, it's a true story that's fine yeah. yeah um so ray you meet a lot of people when you meet a lot of artists what made him stand out to you amongst everybody else and say, you know what, this is somebody I'm going to rock with and work with. He was confident as fuck. <laughs> and he told me exactly what he wanted. Like, usually you meet producers yeah. and they just, like, unsure about where they want to go. They just, like, I'm just starting. But Nas was like, I'm the new yay. Period. And all I need you to do is block for me. I was like, I could do that. I got him yeah. a, we got him a, 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 a pub deal. And within six months, no. and a label deal within nine. I think nine. it was within three months. I, yeah, I was going to say, we got him a pub deal within three Wait, months. Nah, I think it was like, it like, was almost like I met yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I met you, and then it all changed. <laughs> I got him a pub deal. I got him a big check for a pub deal. Then I got him a label deal. And, you know, yeah. we just started going from there. But he knew what he wanted. And I think he attracted that. Because, you know, Ye came running, and Ye adores him. And, yeah. you know, that's like his go-to for, like, everything that... Anytime he's trying to figure out what the youth want, get Nas on the phone. Yeah. Holla at Nas. Get Nas. I need Nas in the room. Real true story. Do you feel like that's a, a lot of pressure on you Man, to be the voice of the I think about it every day. I be like, yo, why? And my eyes was like, yo, like, it's a lot of pressure because, like, he's in a way counting on me. Mm. It's like a lot of people don't know what, what happens in the background of things, but a lot of the times... And I'm going to be the one to say it. Like, a lot of the times, it's that bigger artist counting on that up-and-coming artist. Young wave. No, they you always say hits are made off the backs of... Youth. You yes. got to keep the youth around you. Yeah. You're smart, you got the youth around you. That's when I knew Ye was... I always knew he was smart, but he just gets it. He understands keep the youth around him. Yeah. Drake, gonna too. going to give you that other shit. Yeah, Drake, Drake, the king of that. Yeah. He gets it, too. Okay, so... You, you say that you, you, you have this thing of staying in your own universe, but you're also kind of responsible for knowing everything that's going on. So how do you balance that? Well, for one, I wouldn't say I'm responsible for knowing everything that's going on. 
Because honestly, it comes to me. It comes to my front door, and I kind of like, who are you niggas? Like, <laughs> no offense, but I don't mean knowing who niggas are yeah. at all. And I could t- I could attest to that. Like, Yachty knows. Like, I didn't know who Yachty was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who played with Cardi was. These are people that came to me. So I I have to honestly say I'm not responsible for knowing what's going on. I'm always in my own world. But when I when I do see it come to to me and I like it, I'm just genuine. Mm. That's all it is with me. If I don't like something, I'll be like, this shit's trash. If I like something, I'm going to work with it. I don't work with people based off what they got. I don't work with people based off how big they are. I don't work with people based off who they are. I work with people based off do I like it or not. And honestly, that is a gift and a curse because it'll be those times where I won't know who a person is and somebody will think I'm being disrespectful, but I genuinely don't know. So how do you stay motivated? I know motivation is a big thing for you. What Um, keeps you motivated? Really, my mom, my brother, my grandma, my pops, like the people that are counting on me to break this, I guess you could say generational curse. That's like the new slang, but but like God... um, I feel like my mom didn't. I feel like my mom didn't go through her struggle for me to fail. Mm. So it's just like, if it's the most pressure I feel, it's the pressure of feeling like I gotta be the man of my my family. It, it, it needs to be more black men. You made Braxton cry. Yeah, he's crying right now. He's tearing up. <laughs> like it's a lot of That's pressure, serious, bro. He's I up. feel he like. Just... <laughs> I feel like if I fail, I failed. Like, I feel like if I fail, I feel like I failed. I can't fail. Like, it's deep for me. Like, I don't know. I could go all day about that. But it, I do this for real reasons. I, maybe I guess you could say, like, when I was younger, I probably wasn't as focused on this. But now that I'm getting older and I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to carry my family. Like, it ain't about it ain't about me, like, at all. When did that or that realization settled on like you. three years ago I was like I woke up one day and I'm like I didn't get blessed with all this just for me mm-hmm. like I got blessed so that like my cousins could have a role model my brother could have a role model um when I have kids they can have a role model when they have kids that I could be the grandpa role model like that's what I that's I start like I started thinking deep about life. And I just kind of moved off that. Smart, right? Mm-hmm. What's a quote that you live by? Uh, can I find one in my phone? But oh. I, I, not, not look it up. I type quotes down. Oh, okay. in my I notes. guess. Ray, tell me what's a quote you live by while he finds one. Don't fuck up the money. That is definitely like, that should be tatted on your forehead. Don't fuck the money up. Don't fuck the money up. Don't allow your ego to get in the way. Don't, oh, if y'all got I magic. I have my own quote because I write Go my ahead. own. This is yeah. Joke. I write hey, guys, go. Life is like the Spider-Man movie. Separate Peter Parker from Spider-Man and you will see the difference. That's like what you said about making up characters. Like, as a rapper, you're one thing, but when you go home and be the man of your family, yeah. you want to be Peter Parker. But when you're on stage, you're Oh, say it outside. again. I said, this is my quote. <laughs> I only quote I myself. i never heard this shit before. You know, um, trying to understand trying to shit. digest life, it. Life is like the Spider-Man movie. Separate Peter Parker from Spider-Man and you will see the difference. You will see the difference. Once you separate Peter Parker from Spider Man, you'll see life. Yeah, so explain it to us. So, Ray, yeah, I'm saying, I'm, 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 I got so it. okay, so in the movie, Spider Man, he's like seen as like this like superhero, like this just he's the man. Yeah. He's like the hero. 
right? But Peter Parker is like Raymond Daniels, <laughs> Nasir Pemberton. But when we digit, when I'm digital Nas, I'm looked at as not that. So what I learned about life is like sometimes it ain't about always having that like that costume on. Sometimes the most important part about life is Peter Parker. It's not Spider Man. It's not digital Nas. It's not all this glitz and glamour. It is the. It's Maya son. Yes, that's what you. I realized about life. Like got you. life ain't about all like. Sometimes I like it, it got to the point with me now where it's like sometimes I don't want to be seen. Like sometimes I, I don't. Sometimes I want to take my shoes off. And say here, bro. Because y'all don't understand what this shit feel like. Sometimes I want to ask you a question. When you, when you, when you got your first check, what did you do with it? Blew it. No, that's good. <laughs> Hold on, Jason, I, I know, but I'm trying. I'm trying to get somewhere. Yeah. When you got your first check. I want to know what you did with it, mm-hmm. but then I also want to know, knowing what you know now, when you got your first check, if you had your first check again, what would you do differently? Man, if if if, if I got my first check, what I would do differently? I would. Def- what did you do with the first check when you got it? When you got it? What did I do? Yeah. Um, I think I went on a lot of trips, mm-hmm. which I don't regret, right. but. Uh, I spent a lot of money on stuff that was, I spent a lot of money on liabilities. I bought no assets. Mm. Um, and then if I could do it over again, the first thing I would do is I would put it in a good, I would put it in a good like growth fund instantly. I'll put like at least 50% of it into like a, uh, I don't know the exact terminology, but I know it's like a, a hedge fund or a hedge yeah. I would definitely put it in an S and P or something like that. I think it's, that's what it's would called. Would invest it. Yeah, honestly. Instead of wasting it on bullshit. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. I would have just put it right away to investment. All right. What's some things that up and coming producers and artists can learn from digital Nas? Um, be yourself. Why is that important? Because it's only one of you. As soon as you, as soon as you try to be someone else, you failed in life. You failed already. You failed. Because God made you to be you. I would answer that and say, he's confident. He's blindly confident. He has faith. He doesn't worry about anything. He's just confident in what he does and how he does it. Like, okay, go ahead. Like, and, and I think he has signature. I think, he, like, I think the thing about Nas that I like is that you'll you'll hear Nas record and be like, like, okay, so let me tell you a story. I'm hanging out. You know, my son knows I'm in the music business. You know, the coolest thing I've ever did was sign NLE Chopper, right? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, that's the <laughs> coolest shit. Nothing could be better than that. So we're hanging out one day, and, you know, I'm like, sometimes I just be want to look at my son and be like, do you know your dad is like that dude? Like, you know, like. Kind of cool. People, people out here be trying to get in a room with your pops. Like, your dad be out here changing lives. And he was like, I know, dad. That's cool. I was like, man, you know, like. I work with Usher, you know, Sierra. He's like, oh, okay, cool. I was like, man, you know, I got this. Nothing fazes him. Then I tell him, I'm in a car with him one day, and I always like to tell my son, this is what daddy does. Like, I'll play him a song. Like, mm-hmm. when, when, when a record drops, I'll be like, this is what daddy does. So, you know, daddy's not, look, I'm not home right now, right? And I was in a car with him, and I said, and I always like to make him take pride in like what his daddy does because obviously I'm going to hand it all to my kid. And I played him a song, and I played him NBA Young Vote. 
by NBA Youngboy and Lil Yachty. And it's got the doom, 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 doom. It's, and yeah. Little Raymond said, what? Why, the, why didn't you tell me that? Everyone needs to know that. You had something to do with that? I said, the guy who did it, I manage. It's my guy. He's like, why did you never told me that? So he, he has that signature. Do you know what NBA Youngboy boat is? Well, you just told yeah. me. Oh, I have play, I heard the song? Can no, I just play this? I can I just play the? Did it, didn't it just go double platinum? Cool. It's like platinum at least. It's like yeah, double platinum. Almost. But but Nas is known for non. Nas is known for. Sound. He's known for having like interesting drums. Yeah. So when you hear it, like this is what makes Nas different. If you don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind. Nobody does what he about to do. Right? Shows if he going crazy. We got to hear it out the speaker. Yeah, I like this one a lot. Look at Trey. Look at little Trey. I know that go crazy in the speaker. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Oh, or the club. Oh, I want to hear that. Yeah. His, his sounds is signature. Like, his sound, he's unafraid. Like, mm. sometimes you hear producers and they're trying to fit in. And sometimes you hear producers and it's like, you're going to fit into what I'm doing. Yeah, like doom, 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 doom. Like <laughs> yeah. I, my son is like, you the coolest dad in the world. Yeah. He literally is like, I can't wait to get that plaque. I want that plaque in my room if I can have the plaque in my room. Aww. Like he loves that song, yeah. but that's what Nas does. Praise God, man. Like I feel like I learned that from my daddy though. He was like, he always told me like, you're not a man until you can go into a room full of like a hundred thousand people and not sway. He's like, he was like, money doesn't make you a man. He was like. Getting girls doesn't make you a man. It's about, like, if you can stand for something, that's what makes you a man. So I just stood on my sound. That's kind of, like, the first thing I ever stood on was my sound. I was like, I would never change my sound for no one. That's what makes me me. Like, if I'm going to go make beats like this guy, then why would they get a beat from me then if they can just go get it from the guy? Wait, how'd you start making beats in the first place? Like, how'd you get your first piece of equipment? What did that um, whole process look like? So my mom bought everything. I'm going to be honest. You asked She's, her for it? You knew that's what you wanted to do? Yeah, everything I asked my mom for, she always bought it. That's why I feel like I owe her everything. But um, my mom, like, I was like, I, wanna, I want this, I want that. And then she got it for me. And then um, I grew up skateboarding, so I was always listening to music. He's a professional skateboarder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always grew up listening to music. And then um, one day I just said, I'm going to just start making it. And uh, I guess you could say one of my first my very first inspiration to start making beats was Hard in the Paint by Waka Flocka. Let's Luger. When I heard that beat, I said, I'm going to start making beats. <laughs> like, this is it. Yeah, that was it. That's all I needed. I said, whoa, it's something about what it's doing to me. Like, I got to learn how to do this. And then I just asked my mom for a laptop and a keyboard. And then the day, I remember the day I got it, I never stopped making beats. It was like, it was just like, whoa. And then Nas does a pop-up. He'll have a line around the corner in L.A. We did a show in L.A. He had a line around the corner. Like, these kids love him. I'm telling you. He a legend. Praise God. I ain't even bullshit. Praise God. Yeah. I'll be amazed by it because I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Where are these kids coming from? <laughs> Why are they here? He's like. <laughs> yeah, it's nerve-wracking. You know what's crazy? It's like, um, like, I get nervous. Like, they probably get nervous, but I get ner more nervous. 
When did you realize you were kind of like a star? Like, what was this moment like? Oh shoot, y'all know me. Like, hold on, what's going on here? Um, I don't know if I could even say that I've noticed it yet. I don't. I still feel like, like, just normal as fuck. Even though there's lines down the block waiting for you, if you do a pop up, you still feel like. You know, nah, I just. I don't. I don't know. I don't feel like. I feel like just a human being every day. What's your ten year goal? What do you see, where do you um, see yourself in ten years? Uh, ten years. I pray to God. I hope everybody I know is not working. Mm. Yeah. Amen. I hope I'm one of them. Like I feel like in ten years, everybody should be like, "All right, we we gonna, get he, it. He gonna do it." Yeah. All right. So you mentioned a little bit that Pharrell um, is one of the producers you looked up, and I believe it was Easy E as well. Yeah, um, that's crazy. What that. did you take from them? What? How did they influence your style before you met them? Uh, wait, say it again. Easy E for and Pharrell. Mm-hmm. How okay. did they influence your style? Easy E. It was something about Easy E. Like I loved in WA because that's where I, I would skateboard to their music. But like it was something about Easy E. I feel like that's when I like. I felt like when it came down to seeing and feeling like a star, it was Easy E. It was something about him that was so like, it's like, it was something about Easy E. It was something so special about him. It's like his his charisma, and then like, uh, and then Pharrell, he was just too smooth. It was just like, how can someone be this smooth? Like, <laughs> there's no way. Like, like it's almost like he did just subtly fletch it. That way, like he didn't just subtly do it that way, so calm. But the way he would flex, it was so always so calm to the point where it was like, damn, and it. It's like I can't. It's almost like it. It just always blew my mind away how smooth. Like it blew my mind how smooth he was. Like I never seen that before. You know, I agree. The first time I even paid attention to it, yeah, it was, was that boom boom, and I was like, oh, I never heard that sound before. So he was too smooth. That didn't. That wasn't a good. Okay, it's not, I did that a, good, a good, good job. Good Thank job. You. 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 You did really good. Braxton be hating on me. Anyway, what's the worst piece of advice you ever got? <laughs> uh, and did Ray give it to you? No, no, no I know who no, was it, Ray. I know. <laughs> and why did Ray be the one to give it to you? No, I'm joking. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I ever got a worse piece of advice. Everybody's just telling you good things all across the board. Um, Let me think. He's a leader. I like I, it's to the point where like if it sound dumb, it does not even get into my ear. Like, but like for me, I would think like, like, like with imaging or branding. Like, did anybody try to tell you, oh, you gotta look this way, you gotta act this way, and you were like, oh, that just you nah. just came in and. I never got no advice like that. Yeah, um, I honestly can't think of it. I wouldn't matter somebody if they wasn't the way. I'm just gonna say that to you. Huh? It's not me being arrogant. I wouldn't manage someone that wasn't the wave. So you said that he confidence was the main thing that made you sign him, but how did you know he was the wave? I didn't, but he made me feel like he was. <laughs> yeah. I'm just being honest with you. Like, I, I like Dre was his manager. I like Dre. I was like, I want to work with this guy. I was like, but we didn't have nothing to work on. He told me he wanted to do Nas. I met Nas. Yes, nothing. So I met Nas, and he brought Nas, and I was like, what do you want to do? He said, I want to be the next Jay. I said you're gonna do the work. He said I'm gonna do whatever you got. I gotta do, and I was that was it for me. I didn't even I didn't even know here's me. Only yeah, thing I heard. He didn't even hear oh, wait, he didn't even hold hear on. Nothing. Bring this back. Bring he didn't hear. No, he didn't no, hear I didn't anything. Hear <laughs> so you you agreed to work with somebody <laughs> in the music industry. 
and you never heard their music. Okay. The answer is yes. And the reason why was because everything is about chemistry. He had a manager that I was that I liked. And I was like, and mind you, Dre is still here five years later. Yeah. My right hand man running shit. So he had a manager I liked and he just told me he gonna do what it's gonna take. Like at the end of the day, you gotta get to this place in your career where you have to remove your opinions. Mm. Like I don't know if like every head of every label doesn't like every artist's music that's on their label. Like not a boutique label like QC, right? P has to curate everything he signs. But Peter Edge, who runs RCA, they have probably 100 artists. Mm -hmm. You think he likes and loves everything they do? No, he just trusts them. So me with Nas, it was just a trust thing. I just, he was like, he wanted it. He was confident as fuck. He didn't, it it, it wasn't like, sometimes you meet people and they're like, I'm going to do this shit. I'm going to do this, and 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 I'm going to do this. And you're like, you don't believe it. Because <laughs> if you did, sometimes somebody's just like, I'm the one. I'm the next yay. I'm kind of waiting for him to say something else. He ain't say shit else. He just <laughs> stared at me like, I'm the next yay. I'm like, shit. Because you know what I think? Yay said that. I feel like when yay was younger, he was saying, I'm the next Quincy Jones. And he didn't explain himself. And to me, that was like, it's rare to meet someone like that. By the way, people don't run up on me <laughs> trying to tell me you're the yeah, next yeah, one yeah, with yeah, that nah, confidence. Nah. It's, uh, now that you it have the secret, authentic. it got to be authentic. Yeah, yeah. Please don't run up on me telling me I'm the next Michael Jackson yeah. and just think, no, you, it, it just oozes from you. He had confidence. And even now, like, we can't see his shoes. But, like, another thing about me that people don't know a little secret is I pay attention to fashion. Right, I pay attention to fashion. It on. And Nas was wearing shit. First of all, his name was Digital Nas. Right, it's like it's the real Nas, right? Yeah, my real. And then name. it's like the digital version. Like <laughs> you would think that that's the 2023 version mm-hmm. of what Nas was. It's like digital Nas. Like fuck, fire name. He and then I didn't know he did a record on Ferg called Mattress mm-hmm. that I love. Love. I just one of my favorites. Love. Getting came a long way from the mattress. This long thing in the mat. Like I was like, bro, I, I was in. So it was like I didn't have to hear no production. Nas don't come play me beats. I, I trust him. He want to work with somebody. He want to work with somebody. Even how the whole Ye thing happened. And it was like, and here's the crazy part. He, Ye met him on the fly. And it was like I would see Nas once every fucking six months. He was with Ye everywhere he went. Yeah. Easy ads, gap ads, anything Ye was doing. And he did some of my favorite records on Donda. Like, Ye had him in the mix for everything he did. It was to the point, like, he would have me and Playboy Cardi with him from, before, from like, I, we, would come, we would come to the factory, I mean, the warehouse at 8 a.m., and we wouldn't leave until 3 a.m. the next day. He would have us there, and just he will just be giving us game. From that, he would, like, we would soak every... Yeah, is a genius. It's What's a the best piece of advice he ever gave you? The best piece of advice Ye ever gave me was like, I remember when I... With the, like, day three being around Ye, I'm like, yo, Ye, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm like, yo, this is kind of crazy. Like, this is something that I've always wanted to do. This man put the put his uh, drink down. He looked at me, he said, Nas, I'm just a part of your journey. I said... Bro, I think... I don't even think... It was just like, and then, and then as I got deeper in that camp, I, his friends would come up to me and say, 
it ain't about it ain't about uh you being on his journey. It's about what you're gonna do to carry it. It's about carrying it after. And then like as time went on, I started to realize it's like, I don't, I don't as time goes on, you start to realize like it ain't about trying to be like the greats, it's about being greater. So that's when it hit me. I said, oh, this is deep. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really good advice. Like, yeah. um, What made you trust Ray with your career and say, you know what, this is somebody I Same want to guide me? I ain't never seen confidence like his. <laughs> it was almost like, like, it was just like, for me, it's like, it's something about Ray. Like, Everything I told him, everything he said we were going to do, I said we were going to get it done. Yeah, it's something, it, it, it was something weeks. about him. It was just, it's almost like, I don't know, it's something about him. It's something so special. It's the number that they told me they wanted, we beat the, I beat that number. It was like, make a phone call. You can, people, that's another thing people don't understand about this business. People be thinking like, you can sell anything. You can't sell anything. I can't sell anything. No one is that good. Mm-hmm. But I can sell what he does. I can sell you on the future, SoundCloud mm-hmm. rapper that all the rappers, the guy that all the SoundCloud rappers want to fuck with, the guy that all of the young wavy niggas want to get in the room with because they know he has that sound. So the 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 promise of what he can be is what we sold it on, and we wound up getting way more money than we thought we was gonna get, yeah. and we wound up doing a label deal. I didn't know he was gonna do all that that fast, mm-hmm. and for me it was just because you need. Listen, Kanye has a line. I think the greatest line Kanye has ever said, speaking, he said a lot of profound shit. But the one that has stuck with me for the rest of, will stick with me for the rest of my life was, listen to the kids. Listen to the kids. Sometimes when you've been in it so long, you feel like you know it all. I don't know it all. I'm going to listen to him. And there's been times where he came to me with some things that he wanted to do that I wasn't sure about. But I did it because I'm listening to him. Like you said, this is his journey. I'm a part of it. I'm not trying to curate his journey. Mm-hmm. That's, not my, that's not my job. It's like I remember when L.A. Reid told me the first time he heard, he said he always felt like he was a great producer and he was hot until he heard Dallas Austin. And then that's when he was like, I got to back up. Mm-hmm. That I can't do what he's doing. And for me, when, you t- when, I'm, with, when I'm with Nas, I'm like, shit, I, what? How, how did you know little Yachty was going to be anything? He was like, you don't understand. I'm like, fuck no. Yeah, I he remember. Thought, he was like, he's a character. He's like, a, looking from a kid's perspective. He has red hair. He's talking like this. He's doing this. It's a character we create. I was like, that's fucking genius. It made me like him. Because yeah. sometimes I just don't, it's some shit I just don't understand. And he would be the guy to help me understand it. Mm-hmm. And if somebody can help me understand what I don't understand, I want them around. And I want to put them in a room with people who I know don't understand either and say, listen to him. And every time I did it, they fucking listen. Ain't no room I put him in that somebody wasn't like, I want to, where's Nas? I want to be around him. Play mm-hmm. this for him. What did he think? And he always was on point. So, yeah, that was why. Mm-hmm. I'm going backwards a little bit, but how'd you end up in New York? Because you're from here. Um, so, New York, uh, I ended up moving to New York because, why did I end up moving to New York? Let me think, it was so long ago. It was like 2017. Why did I move to New York? I kind of felt like that's just where I needed to be to further my career, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I went out there on a on a blind, just no safety net, just moved out there. I was like, I got to chase my dreams. And I just felt like I had to get out of Atlanta. 
What is the biggest um, music-wise difference between Atlanta and um, New York or Georgia and New York? New York is, I love Atlanta, but New York is, that's the place to be, bro. Like, New York is so fast-paced that it's like the hunger it drives in you is like no other. It's like you can't just chill. Like, they even make the cribs tiny, so you just don't even, they don't, so you don't even want to. I don't think to. they make the cribs tiny. I think the motherfuckers come tiny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just, you know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be like. So you outside working. That's what you're trying They don't to want you to be inside the way they make them cribs. Like, I ain't never seen cribs that small inside. Like, y'all charging 5500 for this? Like, I'm talking about. The room we in right now is bigger. Yes, oh, it's 100%. a whole apartment. Yeah, yeah. Yes. This is a this is not even this half. Your sink will be. This is a half of a kitchen sink is next to your bathtub in New York. If you chop this in half, that's one apartment. This is two apartments. <laughs> What's the biggest lesson you learned while out there? Um, the biggest lesson I learned is know where you're at because it can get real grimy quick. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, if you go too deep on a two train or the three train, you might not want to get off. You might just want to wait till the train start going back the other way. I totally agree with you on that one. (laughs) Because if you get off that train and you get off that stop, uh, you might not be the same after. 100%. Um, What's a misconception (laughs) that people have about the music industry? A misconception they have is everybody's rich. (laughs) That's not. That's not true. You're not rich until you get a hit. What do you think makes a hit nowadays? Because that's changed like, over. I feel like if you, I feel like even if you get a hit, you're not rich. But I'm saying that that might get you closer to it. But I feel like, like I feel like people just assume like that being a rapper means you're rich, mm. and that's the biggest facade ever. In all honesty, rappers are the brokest of all in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Of the ecosystem. The producers really make all the money, if you want me to be honest. And then I think after the producers, I, no, honestly, it's just executives. And then it's like <laughs> the producers. <laughs> the rappers, they get the, they get the, they get the look. They get the face. They get the. Can I tell you why? Rappers are the kids and producers are the parents. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what I mean by that. One producer, Nas, can have yep. give 10 different records to 10 different artists. Those artists have to go out now and work those records. He don't have to do shit. He's, at, he's working on 10 more artists. Those artists go out. All it takes is one of those artists to make it, and that's going to pay for everything else he had going on and send him all the royalty. So he's... Not a pimp, but he's kind of just sitting back. I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You just sitting back collecting money for the rest of your life because you know that they gonna go out there and work. Like is the more they stream that NBA Young Boat record, Nas can go to be a a preacher. He's still gonna get his royalty check from that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why it works. And the artist might get like seven percent, probably like thirty percent, twenty on a pub, but definitely like. But the one thing I learned about this game is the masters. Yep. <laughs> All I want to do is own masters. I'm gonna be honest. Smart. You smart. If I own the master, I'm good. That's all I want. So um you mentioned having a label deal. Um tell me a little bit about that and what makes your label different than what everybody else is doing right now. 
Um, so yeah, I had a label deal. I was super, super, super young. I, I don't think I was really ready for it. I tried, <laughs> I tried it out. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, to laugh. I want to tell the story. So yeah. No, nah, tell it. I want to hear the story. Tell it. I, I wasn't ready. Can I tell the story? Yeah. All right. So I let me tell you a story. This is a great lesson for all you kids listening. Yeah. Pay attention. This is so Nas gets a label deal. When you get a label deal, they give you a profit advance, and then they give you overhead. Right. So the <laughs> That's why you know I'm laughing. So they give. (laughs) I'm so. He said it's bad. It's not. It's not bad. It's some real kids. It's not bad. It's some real kids. So wait, how old were you again? I was like twenty. Twenty. Okay. So he gets a label deal. So yeah. So now we got a. So now he gets a profit deal. I mean profit split. So the profit split is that's your money. Okay. No, let me take it back. That's the company money, right? The overhead. The company's labeled all right. Yeah. Okay. You can do what you want with that. If if, if the profit check is two hundred thousand, he can blow that. You wanna know why? Because you also get an overhead check. Now the overhead check comes quarterly. The overhead is for the overhead of the company. Keep it running. Profit share is the jump start, and the overhead is to keep it maintained. Look, you got him sweating on it. So so Nas, so Nas is getting. He got his profit split. He good. He living good as fuck. Then he signs an artist. Oh man, we signed this artist. We signed Aaron. We gave Aaron a check. All this on his name. He tells the label, give Aaron a check. Aaron's check is for Aaron, though. Aaron's check is for Aaron. So Nas. Wait, it's for Aaron to make music, though, no, right? No, it's just it's, for him. It's for him. Oh. Aaron's check is damn near like his profit split. And his budget is like his overhead. Okay. So Aaron took the big check. Aaron blew his money, by the way. But Aaron is signed to Nas. Nas might have blew his money, too. Yeah. But here comes the overhead check. So now, the overhead check comes. So now Aaron needs shit. <laughs> so now Aaron's calling Nas, like, yeah. yo, I need this, I need this, I need this, I got to deal with this. So Nas is like, nigga, I gave you money. What the fuck yeah. you asking me for? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't like, ready for it. He was it. like... I wasn't ready at all. What the fuck you talking about? You need money. I gave you a check. So now Aaron was the Nas. So now Aaron's going to come to Nas's managers. Nas's managers are grown men. So Aaron's like, man, I need money for this, 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 and this. So he's like, fuck. Okay. The overhead money coming. So I tell Nas, yo. You give him the overhead money. No. Oh, okay. Hell, it goes to him. It goes to his name. So I tell Nas, yo, Nas, you know, the overhead money you got, you know, you still got to spend that on Aaron. He was like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. Hold on. Why the fuck I got to spend my overhead money on him? I gave him a check already. I said, well, nigga, he blew his check. And these people gave all of us money. So I need you to take your overhead money and spend it. He said, nah, I don't believe that's not how I'm supposed to go, man. <laughs> fuck that. Co-ray. Fuck that. So now, so he's like, fuck that. I ain't giving. Fuck that. He blew his money. He blew his shit, man. What the fuck? I got to suffer. He blew his shit. I need that overhead money. That's my money. It's like, no, it's yeah. not. Yeah. Man, why ain't nobody tell me this what a label deal right. was, man? Yeah, nah. Why ain't nobody tell me this how label deals work, man? Yeah, it's What the lot. fuck are you talking about? So you mean tell me, I got to get, I got to give him a check. And then I got to take the check they're giving me and put more in him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's what P and Coach have to do with that money. Yeah. Nah, but he's like... I don't want no label deal no more. <laughs> yeah. Get me out of this. No, he's I don't want. He's like, I don't want. I don't want label deal. I wasn't ready. He's like, I don't want to label. Wait, so I didn't get it. Realistically, even as, outside <laughs> from him, how would you get out of a deal like that? Well, you don't. 
Now, now with, with this guy, we did. We did. Yeah. Because it was because you know why? Because I had to go to the powers that be and say yeah. he wasn't ready. He plugged in. He wasn't ready. For sure. And it's chaos now. So unless y'all are willing to throw up more and more money into this, they was like, nah, just we love him and we believe in him in the future. And we just want to make sure he know we did it in case he comes with something hot, come back and see us. So he still got paid out. He still got that overhead money. <laughs> he got that, we, got, we got every motherfucking penny of that money. You're going to get all that money. And then yeah. let the artist go. And then let the label deal go. And we just kept it moving. It was a don't try this at home if don't, you don't have yeah, everything. This, <laughs> this was like a one in a million thing. Because nine times out of ten, if you did something like this, you would have to pay that back. So I'm just making a disclaimer. And yeah, and that whole thing was that they knew they made an early bet on an early. Yeah. I mean, in the music, like it goes back to what I said. Music business, the only business where they'll give 100 artists money and know that five's going to pay it back. So when it doesn't go right, they're cool with it as long as, you know, you're not out there shitting on them. And then there was another thing that helped him was that the label he had a label deal with had an artist that was popping. Oh, okay. And he was producing all the music. So it was kind of like, hey, just help us over here with this. <laughs> But you know, it was it was just it was it was a great lesson because you know me, I, that's why I I learned a lesson. I met a twenty year old kid, nineteen year old kid, saying one label deal. I manage him. I'm gonna go get it. Mm. I just assumed he knew what a label deal meant. Mm. So when the, when it was time for money coming, I'm like, yo, no, that money ain't for you. That money to yeah. we need to go take him shopping. Shopping. <laughs> shopping. Yeah. Why the fuck he ain't take his money and go shopping? Yeah. It was. Well, that was that, that, he, he had something else to do. Was, man, this is some bullshit, Ray. This is not fair. I'm like, right. nigga, this is welcome to the music business. Like yeah. I said, that's all. And that's we an all, expensive we all just to learn. Well, you know, it cost them. It didn't cost us. We all made money. Yeah. Not yeah. being funny enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we, no, none of us walked away. It was fun. It, 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 it was a lesson learned, though. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> it's it was always so better. Fun. I'm going to tell you something, kids. It's always better, better to learn lesson on somebody else's dollar. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That reminds me of a story. I remember one day Jay-Z went to go meet Donald Trump to invest in towels or something like that. And Jay-Z pulls up million dollars cash mm -hmm. ready to go. And Donald Trump, like, what are you doing? Like, he's looking at it like it's mad ghetto. Why do you have cash? Like, he said, never spend your own money. Never invest your own money. Always get somebody else's money. Mm -hmm. So always get somebody else's money. Um, so we're going to go into a segment. Did anybody tell you about the game? So we're playing a game. It's called Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is. So Ray's going to take over now. So we have a game called Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is. Now is where actually Nas knows this we you know we have the creative creative academy mm -hmm. the nonprofit. so every question you don't answer you can either answer the questions or you can not but if you don't you have to donate twenty dollars to the nonprofit. all right deal all right so it's not as easy as it sounds everybody always says that so the game is called <laughs> i love this nigga. i just love you bro i just love him the game is called sign Develop, drop. Oh, you know I'm. I'm gonna be honest. So you're the CEO of a label. So no fit. <laughs> don't like. I'm gonna be I don't care. I'm so in my own universe. So you're the CEO of a label. No, that's right. And <laughs> and, really and, and I'm gonna. You're the CEO of a label, and you have to sign one of these artists, develop one of these artists, drop one of these artists. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to say, you got to donate twenty dollars. You ready? All right. All right. Playboy Cardi, Lil Uzi, Lucky. Sign, you said sign, drop, or what? Sign, drop, develop. <laughs> sign, Cardi, um, develop Uzi, drop Lucky. All right, cool. 
Kendrick, J. Cole, Drake. Um, Drake. No, no. no oh, oh, sign, drop, develop. Who you sign, drop, and develop. Who you sign, who you drop, and who you, who you send at home, um, who you sending out, and who you going to focus on developing. I'm signing Kendrick, I'm developing Drake, and I'm dropping J. Cole. Mm. Future 21 Savage, Young Thug. I'm signing 21. I'm dropping... Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Got him. I'm dropping. Nah, you don't got me. I'm signing. <laughs> I'm signing. Said, 20. Hold on, I ain't coming up that twenty. He's like, I ain't giving no more money nah. to nobody. My money is mine. I'm signing. I'm signing twenty one. I'm developing Thug and I'm dropping Future. Ooh. That's how you know. But can I tell y'all something? That's why I love working with him because he think think about it. Future's the oldest. Thug is middle. Twenty one is youngest. Signs the youngest. Develops the middle and drops the oldest artist. He thinks from a different perspective. That's why I like working with him. It's not personal. Either. Yeah, of course not. Um, all right. Destroy Lonely, Ken Carson, and Yeet. Oh, yeah. I'm signing Yeet. Developing Destroy Lonely, dropping Ken Carson. Oh, got him out of there. <laughs> this nigga ain't playing. Got him out of there. Yo, by the way, if you have a problem, room. this nigga coming yeah. up with the questions. Yeah. That's him giving me the answer. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ice Spice, Glorilla. And the City Girls. What? I'm signing Glorilla. I'm developing Ice Spice. I'm dropping the City Girls. <laughs> the old, I'm trying to tell y'all. It's the this old. is like, this is straight, not, th- like, this is pure. Like, no thought. I'm letting y'all know. This is like, this is the real deal. Chaser for real, for real. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the, the, the last one. I, f- I want to, Xavier Wolf. Chris Travis and Bones. All right, I'm signing Xavier Wolf. I'm developing Chris Travis. I'm dropping Bones. He answered every question. All right now. Give it up for Nas. <laughs> he stood on it. He stood on it. He stood on it. Uh, <laughs> that was, he went yeah, into he it. Yeah, he did that, that fast. fast. I ain't gonna lie. That, that, Trey gave me the names. I'm reading these names like. Who the nah, hell? That was That was some good ones. That was we the, try, but the, we I, I'm gonna be honest. The future okay. and the young thug one was the hardest one. Sure. Okay, so when it's all said and done, what do you want your legacy to be? I just want I want my legacy. What I want my legacy to be, I wanna I wanna have. I want I want my influence to be so big that no one remembers me. Oh wow, that's deep. I'm trying to process. I influenced so much. I he influenced so many people that people don't even realize it came from him. Okay. Yeah. Shit. He didn't even know it. As long as I touched that many lives, I I completed life. So I feel I feel you. I ain't mad at that. Um, and then one of the questions I have to ask you is um how do you feel about the current state of hip hop? What are we doing right and what are we doing wrong? I s- um we're doing a lot right. I feel like I feel like in hip hop, what we're doing wrong is we're moving to we're we're jumping at stuff too fast and signing it mm. without even thinking about possibly what would happen next after the, that record. Like, I feel like they'll see a record go, they'll sign it, and then the artist flops. Then it's like, okay, we'll just do it again. It, it just keeps just keep happening. Going. Yeah, I think they should stop doing it. I think they should really make something legendary. Like, I remember when Rocky was blowing up. That was legendary. They said Rocky's one of the most legendary figures of all time. But it's only because of the, the fact that we got to watch the come up. 
That's why I play with Cardi's play with Cardi now is because we watched this come up. Now, bro, we're not watching come ups. We're watching. It's it, I feel everybody like rich. Yeah, just everybody starting. Everybody start. Top, everybody right. getting. Everybody starting off rich as fuck. Nobody. It's like how much was your chain? A hundred thousand. Oh, mine was too. Two, right. Like. Uh, oh, yours was too. Now mine's one fifty. You know what I'm saying? It's like okay, it's getting boring. Yeah, and watching Rocky come up, like, he kind of left New York completely behind, went to Texas, took that chopped in school sound, like, yeah. gave us something new, New York mixed with Texas, and he went a different way than most New Yorkers do. Usually in New York, you got to get on in New York and then go somewhere else. Yeah. He was like, fuck this, I'm going somewhere else, and y'all can see me later, so... Really enjoyed watching that. Um, and then, of course, you are on the God Show. No, 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 I got to ask. We got to do one more. One more thing. Oh, got, right. Yeah, got to do the credit check. So we have a same segment of the show where because, you know, like people say, we want to give you your flowers. Yeah. Right? Flowers flowers die after a while. Yeah. And another thing is, is that I can't do nothing with flowers. We want to give you credit because if I give you credit, you can leverage that credit. Kanye giving you credit on Donda on seven of the songs on the Donda 2 album is what made the world call you, right? Yeah. So this is a chance for you to just give shouts out to people that played important roles in you being where you are today. Who would you like to shout out? Shoot. Give some credit to. I'm going to shout out my mom, my grandma, my brother, Dre, Ray. Um, I want to shout out. I want to shout out Moa, Moa Lola. She's a amazing female that that really really helped me a lot. Um, and God, my family, and my friends. Yeah. Boom. Now you can go to your question. Okay, so um, this is the last question I gotta ask you. Since you are on the God Show, do you consider yourself a goat or underdog? Um, underdog. Why? I feel like because, and I only say underdog because like I, I kind of like I, I don't when you say when you, I feel like if you call yourself a goat, that's kind of like I used to do that a lot. I'm like that sounds weird, calling yourself a goat. Somebody else should do that. So I'm gonna say underdog. Mm. Waiting for the world. To well, I'm gonna call you the goat of your generation. <laughs> Praise <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. The show. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. Thank, right, thank so you. Thank you for taking the time out to come by and sit with us. Um, let the people know what you got going on next and your IG handles and okay. how they can find you. So, yeah, I'm, you can find me everything digital, Nas, exactly how it's spelled. And um, I look forward to meeting y'all. Yes. See you in his next show. Okay, guys. Everybody give it up for so Nas. Much. This Make is sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And man, support. Support. Yeah, this, we this need that. Support. We need that. You gonna see? Come on, man! Shout out to everybody in the room, man. It's the God Show, and we are out. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.